Hello and welcome to this, an Ian Prendercast bite-sized edition. We've tried everything to get the episodes to run under 90 minutes, but nothing. Nothing was working for no, no. We did the whistle. <laughs> we did the timer on the screen. We tried, to, we tried everything. We did, and it wasn't working. So no. we've taken to chopping them up into smaller bite-sized sections. This is one such section. What can people expect, Tim, from these bite-sized sections? I will talk footy, we'll do our footy tipping, mm-hmm. we'll meander our way across the world, we'll Might talk a soccer, bit of quiz, bit of, bit of baseball nonsense. when we hit uh, trophy season. Bit of pop culture. Bit of pop culture. And Fab, uh, when, once people are done listening to us, what should they do? They should uh, get in touch with us, yep. uh, interact with us on Twitter at yep. theprenda underscore cast. Excellent. And, um, we, we do interact with our... We do interact with our with people, our, so get in touch with us. Let us know what you think. Let absolutely. us know your thoughts and enjoy what we've served up to you now over the next... Well, it could be anything. could be anywhere from a minute to 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Depending on the quality or lack thereof. <laughs> enjoy. 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 Um, you know what else I liked on the weekend? What was that, Sean? A win. That, yes. Da, 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 da. <laughs> How good was it? How good was it? Fabian sent me, you sent an interesting text, Fabian. Yeah, I don't care. You can read it out because it's true. I oh, don't... I don't, I'm not going to read it out because I've got to find it. But uh, it'll be a bit emotional I, post-match. I was the same. I, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. it it's the, we call it the MGA Cup, obviously with Pete being of course, the, uh, the Brisbane Lions support. And we we plan to go and to you know take the families along, and I was like, I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I just I'm just exhausted. I'll just I thought I'm going to cut the grass, put the headphones on, and you know, still going to listen to it and follow the boys. But and as it got going on, going on, going on, and then the siren rings, and my first instinct is run and get Harvey and let him hear the song. So run, I put the radio on in the lounge in the in the garage call Harvey and his eyes light up and he's like we won like just you don't see how much it affects yeah the little ones and he's like we won we won and he's like he was he was wrapped yep and then I said alright he went back inside with Cal and um I just I had a moment I, I just went in the car <laughs> I, 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 went, I went and sat in the car <laughs> just had a sook oh, no I wasn't I wasn't sobbing or anything but I was like I, I, I welled up I was like yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck it just it drank it just drains it out of you. Yeah. Well, you know and you hold to... it and you hold it back, and then all of a sudden it's like, we don't want it. We well, understand we're going through a phase, but shit, you need to win every now and then. Oh, no, you, but what it is it. more than yeah, anything absolutely. is, and, and Dad and I were talking about it on the way back to the car, and you went, people like us, you know, in this room, and and several people who you know might listen to this and be Carlton fans, and obviously the people who go to the games more often than not, it's pretty easy for the the stay at home or the um, sort of you know apathetic Carlton fan to sort of just go, oh, yeah, we're shit, and just not really think about it, whatever. But there is still a, a, a pretty big core of supporter that um, sort of invest a fair bit of emotion into the happenings and comings and goings at the club. Yep. And for not, not the whole tenure of Bolton, it's not about Brennan Bolton, but for the last two years in particular, the last 30, what is it, 34 games? 34 now, yeah. The last 34 games. Fuck, it's been a really, you know, just every week the club's getting bashed. Mm, yep. For all but four of them, every week's getting bashed. Your club's no good. Your drafting's, your future's fucked. Mm. You're going nowhere. You're not getting out of this. And it's, as much as you hold the door and you stand there and you, it's not the case and you defend the club and whatever, as you said, Fab, you do need those wins 
to absolutely sate. You know, you're sitting there. We need something to show for this. We need, and then to turn up. Like I personally didn't think we'd win on the weekend. I thought we'd hopefully play better than we have been playing. And then to be 37 points down, you're sitting there going fab. Send a text saying we'll lose by 120. <laughs> oh, when when it came through, I I said to. I'll, Hold on, neither of you disagreed. So. Oh, I didn't. It, I didn't. It, it looked like for a brief period there, it looked like Brisbane players were queuing up to kick goals, and and they seemed like they were going to start kicking them easily. They were, and they were downhill skiing. They, that's exactly and what if, they were doing. And when it flows, floodgates open. Oh, they do. They do. And, and in we, the end, it was the absolute worst thing that ever happened to them because they couldn't get. By the time they got restarted, they were out of it. They were gone. Yeah. I said this on the Twitter, and, and this will be the first point of discussion. Um, it was very, very much the complete 180 of the Hawthorne game. Yeah, exactly right. In that against Hawthorne, we started brilliantly. And it was almost like everyone was sitting there going, this is working too well. Yeah. This is everything we want to do is like, it's working. This is great. And then at halftime, we got in the rooms and they just stopped. And I don't, I don't agree that oh, Hawthorne doing this, Hawthorne doing this. We went into the, our shells. We also and, got three injuries, but we look to we look to see the game out yep. rather than play yep. it out. Defend the lead, yeah. Whereas on the weekend, we're thirty seven points down. We weren't playing badly as such. Skills were very sloppy. Yeah, we were turning it over but at the wrong time. We were trying, and I turned to Dad and I said, "People around us were getting a bit antsy," and I said, "People are getting antsy at kids and players making skill errors in the first quarter, trying to play the way we should have been playing for eighteen months." Yep. We should have been something they should be familiar with. By we now. should be we should have been taken on the corridor when it was on for the last eighteen months. Uh, absolutely, not crabbing it around the boundary. Not oh, we've been we've been saying that for a year, haven't we? And the reward came because they they stuck at it. Yeah, the decision was made that if we can get some reward, which we sort of we did partway through that second quarter, we sort of got a bit of a foot, foot in the door, and then they sort of thought, okay, well, we'll keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, and that's where it came from. I mean. There's only one person that we need to really <laughs> tip the cap to. Have you seen him play better? He was, um, he was just, he was unbelievable. Yeah. In the first half, or oh, really the first sort of quarter and a bit, he wasn't bad, but he was sort of trying to do a few. In the last couple of weeks, he's sometimes been guilty of trying to do a little bit too much. I reckon you're right. Yep. Take, takes on a little bit too much, takes on the tackle, etc. And you sort of thought, just we don't, we don't need you to be everything. Yep. But then after that, he was everything in the and, second and half. And when he was running, oh. like when he moves, <laughs> it's not like he's a, a statue, but when he really takes on the game, when he's reading it well, he's taking risks and taking the game on in full flight for a big guy too. He just um, he doesn't lumber. He actually still gets over the ground pretty quickly. But he, um, when he really takes on the game, he's, he's great to watch in full flight, isn't he? Someone made, I think it was Jonathan Brown was talking about the, the half of footy that Judd played. Yep. And I think he said it was five goals out of 11 touches and whatever. Yeah. And he said to go Cripps, or Cripps had, was it low 20s in the second half? Yes. Kicks four. Kicks four. You sit there going, that's about as good as you can play in an hour. And, well, and if Siren doesn't and, sound, and, yeah, he could make it, the journey for the fifth. Yeah. He, well, he goes the he barrel the drop, out of it. If he kicked the drop punt, he almost kicks it. But as I said to mates at work, I said, imagine he nailed the tool. <laughs> Is <laughs> Went he? through post oh. high. Oh, my God. There would have been a pitch invasion. Mm. Oh, just about, yeah. Is he our is he our best forward? <laughs> um, no, I think Charlie Kernow is staying to show the glimpses of what Charlie Kernow can be, and Charlie's our best forward. But um, Cripper is a nice a, a nice 
joker to throw on the pile every now and again just to say just just test them out test out the resolve see how prepared they are to really put their body body on the line when they're in there yeah um, and we've got to do it more well you hit on a good point there for me one of the, the most pleasing aspects of the game and you can sort of speak to this fab is i thought the way we responded a to what was happening and we, we touched on it earlier with sort of staying the course what we were trying to do we're going to keep on trying to do it but making positive moves yeah, or making moves. Just making st- making changes that forced Brisbane and Fagan to go, okay, well... What do we do now? But who was, to this. When was the last time Ed was told to go and do a job? He has to every week. But that's what he's good at. That's his... Because you look at it too and you think he was still actually damaging in and of himself in locking Neil down, but he still ended up with like eight or something clearances. He still ended up playing... That was a better performance than his RC4 goal stint Spot against... Said, no doubt, no doubt. Look, I... Having seen a bloke like Liam Picken be given the opportunity to ditch the tag and just play footy, you see a guy like him, he's really creative, he's really courageous, he takes the game on and he, he will never die wondering. Um, I think in a way we kind of think that Ed Kerno's that footballer. And again, we all love Ed, but he's he doesn't have that much talent. He can't change a game through positivity mm on his own, but what he can do is make life damn hard for the bloke that he's going to be on and play a role here, there and everywhere. And he, it's, it, That's his sweet spot. As we, They all talk during the week, let our blokes play to their strengths. Play to their that's strengths. He has the aerobic capacity to run with anyone. Right. Now, if Liam Stocker had Ed's aerobic capacity, I would have him locked down on their best midfield every week. Every week. Because you're going to get taken to the football. Yep. And that's how Ed gets the ball. It's because he's around... Their best midfielder who will take him to the ball. Absolutely. Does he go straight to Bont? Is Bont too big? Just as a body. Well, Bont tried we went to go to with Cripper last week. Or we didn't really. Last time. Well, they didn't really. They just went, I'm going to go and get 40. I'll go and get 40 and see which and team my wins. 40 will be better than yours. And we had Sam Petrovsky seating. That was the difference. Yeah. Cripper and Bont. Bont had a good game against us. Yep. And. Uh, yeah, no, he was good. Was good. He, had, he, he wasn't had, great. He, he was, was good. Okay. Yeah, 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 but if there's someone on the end of all this good work, and that's their forward capitalising, line was dysfunctional, he, he, he's completely dysfunctional. Which I hope day. it is again. And, yeah. and a very, very pleasing aspect of the game for me was to come from uh, behind, to get in front, and then importantly to stay in front. Yes. You thought you always thought once was it? It felt Charlie, like we were still going to lose, didn't Charlie we? Charlie put us in front, or McGovern. Whoever it was. I think it was Charlie. But we hit the front oh, and you sort of thought, that's an unbelievable effort, guys. Well done. Yeah. But don't but get overrun. Can't, can't, can't stop here. Yeah. But don't get overrun. Don't end up losing by the six goals Absolutely. we're in front. Only yeah. positivity tonight. But what I will say and what I, where I want improvement and where there is room for improvement, Harris Andrews, they'll say he did a job on Harry McKay. But Harry took Harris Andrews out of the game too. Took him away from the play, so... That's what he's for. Sometimes the guys have Charlie to be Charlie gets decoys. off the chain, so the next bloke's on Charlie. Mitch is going to get off that chain more. Oh, totally. Totally. Their best defender in Harris Andrews taken out of it. Their second best defender is taken by Charlie. Where's Mitch? Mitch has should five be, minutes stints where he, out. Yeah. he looks like a common medalist in five minutes. Yeah. But he's only played five minutes in each game all year. I think that there's, so there's a degree... There, there's, if once that clicks, once Mitch realises... I think that, you know, Carlton fans need to accept, and you, you've touched on a good point, is that ultimately at the end of the day, if those three are playing in the same forward line, it doesn't really matter who kicks the goals. Oh, totally. Because no. if there's a setup, the setup or the best setup is one that 
may necessitate somebody getting five touches and being a decoy. Yeah. If it means If it means that Harris Andrews is... Taken not in the contest, it, yeah. can't be third man up, can't fly uncontested. And he took, a, he did still take a couple of nice marks, um, which sort of held them, you know, kept them in in the game a little bit. Hmm. But if it means that that might be Mitch playing on such and such to drag them up the ground, whoever, Carlton fans need to realise that we're not going to have a game where they all kick four or five. That's exactly. No. What I was going to say, Ever. but as long as we're, we're not going to kick five them. each, someone it just doesn't happen. It's the 2011 Judd Murphy thing. Now, I'll use this weekend's example. If Harris Andrews then goes, I've got to get back inside defensive 50, I can't stay on Harry Mackay. Harry has then got to realise, I've got to get off the chain now. Yeah. Because Harris Andrews has dropped off me, I've got to make him pay. In 2011, when Mark Murphy won the best and fairest. And did he win the Coaches Award? Or the Coaches Association? He may have, yeah. He may have. He did in one year. Best player would go to Chris Judd. And Mark Murphy made them pay. And when they swapped... Then Chris Judd. Now there were games where both of them only really had half a good game each. Yep. But completely, it helped us. We had dominance here. Yeah. Well, that's where you get that versatility. Another excellent um, side for me, and this is something I always like to look at, particularly when we've lost. And if you're losing badly, uh, a really good indicator is scoring shots. Yep. We ended up with more, so it wasn't as though we've kicked fifteen goals five. And they've, they've had 18 or 19 shots. We've won by five goals. You actually sit there and go, we actually ended up controlling the game. And that's a really good indicator of a team that's been able to control the contest. Well, given that at one stage it was, what, six goals, four to three behinds, to go from that point. And we yeah. had control when we scored those three behinds. Yeah. And that's and that's the thing too. I remember sitting there and we touched on it. Sat, sat there and I said to Dad, go, we're not playing badly as such. We're just getting zero reward. We're just not getting reward. And in the end, I think they said they had 59 inside 50s or whatever it was, which means we're giving ourselves a chance because that's that's like against St Kilda. The biggest lament was it just wasn't going in there and it's like you can be the best football team in the world, but mm. if you're getting that few opportunities, I mean, geez, None of them to, to advantage. Yeah. And you know, actually, very early in the game, the thing that I took great heart from, initially anyway, was that... Our our press from a uh, kick in, the Lions kicking in, seemed to be far more aggressive. Yep, it was a little bit deeper, and it was actually daring them to go. We're well, gonna have to go long and wide. Yep, and then we're gonna back us so we can pick them off. We can mm. spoil. If you want to go short, you're going short. You're going yep. nowhere. Yep, and we're just gonna crush, 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 crush. It felt. And once you go short once. You, you start. You get into a worse position. You start yeah, once you start yeah. putting yourself into the pocket. We seem to basically the ground. We, yeah. a lot of the time we basically said to them, "The only kick out's the one to a contest," and mm. we will back ourselves to either mark it mm. or spoil it or neutralize it. It felt like, and Brendan Bolton's only you know he's a relatively young guy. It felt like we were a bit more modern. Yeah, I don't know. That's that could be an unfair word, but it felt like we were a little bit more. Like everyone else. I think Brisbane gave us a bit of space, you know, unlike some of the other weeks when we've been constricted by the opposition. I think they just I think they just backed themselves to say, we're the, you know, we're fifth on the ladder, you're 18th, we're better than you, we'll just outplay you. And, and they, they even probably they thought didn't. that as the margin was still, even five goals, four goals, they probably thought, we're still four goals up, yep. still three goals up, we get the next one, we'll be all right. I said this to Tim in the last... Two or three times we've played him. We've played him at the Gabba, the majority of it, and we've given, what, 10-goal head starts. Yep. 
And we've clawed it back and we've gone, you know, we've lost by a couple of goals. And I said to you, out of all the teams we need to start beating, this is the team that's going to be one of our closest rivals. We're aiming to peak when they're going to peak. Yeah, if their rebuild continues as it's expected and, and ours does the same thing, they should be so top four, six. Beating, beating them, I know it sounds funny, but it, it's important. Oh, absolutely. It's they're a team, habit. They're near enough around about where we are in terms of development. Probably the closest in the league. Can I give a shout-out? And it's important that it comes from me. Lockie O'Brien. Lockie O'Brien. Now, I ask for glimpses. I ask for something where I can say he'll be a footballer the weekend. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. And I've said, I don't know if I've said this on board before. He needs to get more of the ball. Not a problem. Not a, I'll obviously always say that. He might be the best field kick on our list. It could be. I, I, yeah, yeah. And But when I say might be, I don't mean at the moment. Yeah, when he gets time... And he's a very damaging kick, isn't he? I think that's the thing. Is like the one that he put on Charlie's head was no one else had a chance at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's kicked it 50 into a like a pack of players and he's actually said to Charlie, this is where you need to be yeah. to mark the ball. Yeah. No one else. And no one could get near him. It was did some really good things. I, I thought initially I thought if we're going to talk about individuals, I thought you were teeing up a bit of, bit of plaudit, a bit of praise for a certain other. Maligned Carlton footballer for Jacob Wiedering. No, no, he gets a bit of praise later. Paddy Dow. He gets a little bit of praise later. Uh, Lockie Plowman on Lockie Charlie Plowman Cameron. On Charlie Cameron. There was it had it had every for everything that we've said and the lack of foot speed. You put him on the quickest bloke on the opposition and possibly the quickest bloke in the league and Fagan, the most damaging bloke. Fagan and the Lions coaching. Oh, they would have been, been licking their lips. Themselves, yeah. They would have been thinking this. This could be the. This could be the. He'll kick ba- eight. This could be the matchup. He'll kick eight. Because <laughs> we could break even everywhere else. This could be the one. He yeah. got. I think he, he kicked at least one, and even that plant. Lockie was a bit unlucky. It was a spoil deep in defence, and went about fifteen meters, and Cameron was just there. Yep. He was able to scoop it up mm. and snap. He did hit he the went, post in the last quarter, Charlie. In in fairness to him, if he kicked the goal, it would have made life yeah. uncomfortable. But it was a nice kick. Even it was a beautiful then, kick, wasn't it? Even then, it was a nice professional foul from Plowman. Yeah, well, it was it just was holding too. him, just going, "You're going to have a shot from 50. Yeah, on an angle. On the yeah. angle, just to show that we oppositions go through what we go through at times. Could you imagine if Stephen Martin was playing for Carlton? Oh fuck me! It's stay down, Robbie. But stay. It was ex- same position was on the ground. Stay down, Robbie. Yeah. Same position on the ground. Can I ask you a question about Stephen? Not Martin? only stay down, Robbie. Eddie's talking to him. Eddie's telling. He must have been concussed because Eddie's saying, <laughs> "Give it to me. Give it to me. Just stop. Give it to me. Stop." And um, he's just ignoring him. Yeah. How the trainer didn't pick up. Mate, this bike's not all it's there. Is, is that what the fair yeah. is? I think speaking of Stephen Martin, I got a question for the two of you. I thought early in the game he was quite good and we certainly needed to to arrest the momentum at stoppage because we were getting murdered. And pretty much anyone who won stoppage scored. Yes. Matty Cruz's last 75 minutes. Yeah. Was it a case of working himself into the game and getting on top or did Martin just go too hard? Well, I think because he had Archie Smith backing him up. Maybe I turned to Dad at one point and said, Martin looks cooked. Cooked. Yeah, did he just go out too hard? And he's he, stuffed. He's not that young anymore, yeah. and and I think he's all he was always he has always been a power athlete. And Cruz is just at that steady pace. Oh, he's the, going the, through. They the call tractor. him what the tractor for for. Obvious and he was reasons. just sensational. Yeah, he was absolutely sensational. The longer sensational. it went, the better he got, and he's just. And you thought initially, 
But you, the and the free kick uh, was fucking horrendous. Yeah, yeah. I, I reckon we just let all umpiring decisions go oh. because well, it's just it's par for the course now, it's, isn't it? It was luckily for all I'll say is luckily it was even both ways, like yeah. absolute shockers. The Zach, absolute- the Zach Fisher free kick. Like, did you actually see that one? The one we got. The one that we got. Who was the? What about the one against Marchbank in the third quarter? Oh, when he got tackled. He got tackled. He didn't have much five choice. Five metres but it was, out from goal. What yeah. about paying a mark to Charlie where he hadn't grabbed it yet? Yeah, that's true. But he got tackled <laughs> five metres out from goal. What's he meant to do? Yeah. And was gang tackled to the ground. But I think I think that one was one of those ones where Charlie Kerno our, our poor play boundary. put him under pressure, so therefore they penalised the team rather than the player. I reckon that was really hit. it was harsh. It was You're harsh. Going, it's a goal. You're Look, giving you don't goal. get free kicks in the goal square. That, that, that's the one thing. Like it's got to be glaringly obvious. You can do anything on the goal and, on, and, on the goal and, line. And you if can the do umpire had a said no, 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 no opportunity, ball it up, everyone would have gone. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, how'd you appraise Jacob Wiedering's game? Uh I wouldn't say it's as good as I've seen him play, but he's he is just you know he's got it's a lot of maturity. He's got a little bit of Bruce Dool about him. You know, it's just he doesn't he doesn't go to ground. He seems to make the right decision. He's clean. He's gutsy. The and- only moment he had, and I said this to Fab and uh, an old mate Phil. Shout out to Phil. Um, earlier in the day, I accidentally called Pete Phil earlier in the day. Um, there was a moment where early in the game, particularly the first quarter, he was our best player by a mile. Oh, by a street. Absolute yeah. mile. And he'd taken a couple of nice marks, just judged it beautifully, and the ball came in deep. And he sort of, I can't remember, might have been on McStay. And he sort of looked like he tried to mark it one-handed. I think I remember it. And yeah. it almost looked like it ended up jarring out and McStay just socketed it through. And he sort of thought, Jacob's probably sitting there thinking as the ball's coming in, I've had a really good 20 minutes. I'll just mark this. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm having a good day. Confidence. I'm on. And yeah. then it didn't go his way. And then after that, he thought, mm, maybe just need to do the percentages a bit more often. Yep. And after, he was absolutely flawless. And, and that's his attitude, isn't the it? Effort, you, you can tell that's... The effort the, 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 two on one. Two on one, yeah. Unbelievable. That's why when we string wins together, he's a confidence player. Yeah. And he'll just get better and better. Oh, totally. Better. totally. With, with other blokes around. But no, two on one, but but letting... Charlie Kerno get a uh, Charlie Cameron get goal side of you mm. as well, and still having the smarts to know I've got one shot and I've got to put body on him at exactly the right time. He does it, and then he's able to just sort of you know give it the backhander through for the behind, and you're going. How many other blokes in our team could have done that? One, and it was him. No, he's not playing. Liam. Liam. Uh, the other number one draft pick was pretty spectacular. Saturday, the day that he's won the Rising Star. Look, Connor Rosie has put together nice games and good highlights, but he's not he's not controlling games the way that Sam, Sam Bosch the, the does. Fact, the fact of the matter is, he's as playing much, a modern, modern game, and he is one of the best midfielders on the ground. People, not, he's not just will playing cameos. This. People will dispute this because they hate Carlton, but he's putting up numbers that no first year midfielder has ever put up. Well, I read one the other day that it basically said um, name name the three. Carlton players with the highest average possessions per game in order. Yeah, it was Cripps, Walsh and Murphy. Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah. Mm. But he was just the way in which he complimented Cripps and the way in which those two were able to control. They looked for one another. The contest. You're looking for a bloke that's played his, playing his 12th game of footy. Yeah. I mean, 
how good does he become? And this thing, once again, I'm he not... He keeps c- finding... Cripper keeps finding him, whereas last year, and when we were playing decent football, that was Zach Fisher. It was, yeah, he, he would wax with Fisher. Just with Rosie. And look, looks a really terrific young player, not a problem in the world. He's played 11 games, kicked 15 goals in a Port Adelaide team that's going okay. Yep. Kicked five of them in one game. Yep. So apart from one really outstanding, gee, that's a brilliant game, he's averaging, he's averaging one. A, a goal a week. Yep. You should be going with Walsh is averaging 28. Was yeah. it 28 or something like that? About 15 Ks. You see, it's ridiculous. He's just an absolute star. Another one of the young guns who's been under plenty of pressure was, uh, or has been, Paddy Dow, particularly from Carlton fans. An interesting stat that caught my eye during the week was um, Cam Rayner averages nine possessions a week. And, and did you watch? Did you watch much of his game? He wasn't. This wasn't good. There was one bit of play in the. I've got to get this right. It was either the it was the, might have been late in the first quarter or the third quarter because it was the other end. He got the ball at forty five on the boundary line, and he had a shot. Now I know Cam Rayner is a is a pretty skilled footballer, but I don't care. I don't care who you are. He's looking for a spark. Y- you kick that to ten meters out from the top of the square, and you let you, you let. Your big forwards have a crack. You let your small forwards get to their feet and you see what you can create. And you put the opposition under pressure. And then there was another bit of play where he had the ball just outside of the centre square on the wing and it was a two-on-one and Mitch Robinson was running down on the outer wing and he just he shaped a handball to Robinson on his own and then he went inboard. Like he, he, he carried the ball inboard and then he tried to hit a target inside 50 and kicked straight to one of ours. And and it was a miss kick, and that's fine. And if it comes off, you're going, look, you're taking the corridor option, it's more attacking, it gets the ball in faster, all the right things, but you just sit there and you're going, you're a bloke that just needs to do more, do it better. And you're just, you're kind of showboating a and bit, the, I reckon. The, the, well, the thing that came out of it for me was that we've had to listen to, and a lot of them are Carlton people, Carlton fans, bash Paddy Dow's development. A 19-year-old kid in his second year, he's averaging, I think it's mid-teens or 15 or 16 touches, 17 touches a week. Just finding his way. We've had to sit there and listen to his development. Jeez, how Paddy Dow coming on? Jeez, what's Paddy Dow doing? This guy is a, the case I made last week where every other young player in the competition seems to get to just develop at their own pace off-Broadway. Yep. Yep. We see him occasionally. Yeah, looks all right. Yeah, he did a couple of nice things. Where our first-year players, second-year players, third-year players have to be so much more. But you know what the problem is, Sean. What's that? We don't have anyone else. No, but I'm saying like from the me- but it's not even it's not even the media or pundits looking at it. It's our own. I, going, I, I agree. Oh, it it them, is our own. But it's them as well. But it's not even them judging it, saying he's 19 years old. Yeah, we're going to get some ups and downs. But those blokes are the victim of the aggressive reset because there just isn't anybody else. You know, we, we've gone so hard on bringing in 18-year-olds every single year. that and, and we've always said it, there isn't a core of 26-year-olds at the moment that are doing most of the grunt work, whether they're our stars or they're just the good ordinary footballers like you know the Heath Hockings of the world or or the David Mackays of the world or, you know, you, you know that, that journeyman footballer that a lot of sides have. Mm. Um, we don't have that football. I mean, that would have been Nick Graham. And even then, Nick Graham yeah. probably would have been 23 or 24, you know. That footballer that we tried to bring through and create just it didn't work. We got rid of all of them, and there's there's been well, no one, one else to be able to pick up. He's, he's relatively young, but before we move off Dow, 
really liked, there were a couple little moments Fab mentioned it earlier. You want to see glimpses. He had the one where he's coming out of the middle and he didn't hit Harry on the lead and he went, ah, nuts. He went, you know, we've got to do a bit better than that. It's fine, you know. His gather and his pickup on the opposite flank on the bench side, the bench yep. side of the ground. He's right near me, yep. Unbelievable. Yep. And the handball, just just fantastic. And yep. you sit there going, that's what you're looking for? You're looking for a couple of moments like that every week. Did some really nice clearance work, gave the ball a couple of times, kicked to the um, for one of Cripps's goals, really nice kick yeah, he, to advantage. He, he kicked the first one to... It was actually going to Walsh. Yes. Uh, and they, then oh, and Jack Silvani yeah, spoiled, uh, spoiled one another. And then it came out straight away. He regathered yep. composure, kicked it inside 50. Cripper took the mark for his second goal because yep. he'd already done the one on the run. And as he ran off the ground, five blokes got to Dow as he was running was off great. the ground. That's what I like to see. Another really, really good story out of the day. And lastly, before we move off the Blues, uh, Gibbons. Oh, play the kid in the midfield, please. This is not – we're not winning because Michael Gibbons is playing midfield minutes, but it's no surprise that his two best performances – when he's gotten midfield minutes. – for the minutes. club and yep. been playing midfield. Ended up with 22 touches, kicked two goals. I put it to Fab earlier. Who had a better – who had a bigger influence on the on the game, on the result? Gibbons or Lockie Neal? You were meant to think about it that long. It's pretty. No, nice. no. Look, oh, I, 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 the I, question I, was to Tim. I've already answered. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I think it was Gibbons. I mean, in in fairness, Lockie Neal was tagged out of it completely. But, but I reckon but his twenty two touches were more damaging than the, Neil's thirty one. Than what Neil had. Well, what Neil had in the first half. Yeah. I mean, I, all, all I was thinking because he was. And I do agree with stoppage. You. He was winning them from congestion. Yeah. No. And he, he was. Yeah. Look, Lockie, Lockie O'Neill, when he had dominance... Lockie O'Neill. Oh, I did call him Lockie O'Neill, didn't I? It's a cross between Lockie Neal and Lockie O'Brien. <laughs> Lockie Neal, when he had his dominance, his side was six goals to two in front, is the, or, or three, or whatever it was. I reckon there's something... So, uh, I said this to Fab earlier, there's something about Lockie O'Neill, and I just yeah. think that... I just, I, I just reckon that like 75 80% of his touches could be gotten by anyone. He can be a bit cheap. But just and, in the sense and, and that they're I think they're every, every team him. that he's played, oh look, but it's a link you, you in the can't chain. Keep on getting the numbers that he gets. Yeah, and not I know. Fremantle, it was oh, no, but it's you're just, the second best. Yeah, that's midfield. right. Now he's the best. There's something about him. I just think yeah. he's just. You think they go? Oh, could could does anyone else get those touches? But he's a bit Tom Mitchell too, yeah. isn't he? Tom Mitchell gets a lot of the footy just because he's smart, he's fit, and he knows what to do. Hmm. And, and, and what's wrong with that? There is nothing wrong with yeah, that, so and, and it's not like he doesn't like play Neal. with Dare, and it, it doesn't lack for courage or anything. It's not that like I don't that. like Lockie Neal. I just think that you know, yeah, he just um, seems to do it too easy. And then obviously sometimes. looking looking to this week, a really really good opportunity for the Footy Club play the Bulldogs, who obviously we've gotten the better of once already this year. Hopefully, we go into the game not ahead of ourselves as we've done a couple of times this year, but this is a really good chance to ride the wave. They've earned. The pats on the back they got last week, but this is a great opportunity to to make it two from two. And but you got to get your hands dirty, don't you? Absolutely. And we've got to be wary that what we did last time is not going to work. Yep. You know the Bulldogs are going to be prepared for that. Um, but having said that, we're every every opportunity to make it two from two. And I mean, I don't even know when the last time we won back to back games. Was probably early in Bolton's first year. I think, as they said in the um, no, it would be would be the second year because I think when we beat Hawthorne late in the season in that second year, just prior to that, we might have even won three in a row or something like that. Because everyone kept on saying, if you look at the stats, they all say, oh, we've won 
four of our last 40-something, but just prior to that period, we'd won like three of four or something like that. So if you go back that little bit further, all of a sudden it's you'd won seven of 45 and or whatever the number works out to be, and, and all of a sudden it doesn't make for as much no. a, a, as good a story. The when, cut-off, when, the when, cut-off when all you're trying to certain... do is kick the shit out of Carlton. Mm. And it's like, yeah, just just keep on peddling whatever suits your narrative. Um, we'll we'll just watch the game and we'll take out of it you know a realistic um, conclusion as we're going along. We're going to do a very quick uh, 